Then you will truly be successful. Turn the page. And we know all things work together for the good. Turn the work together. The good. Turn the work together. And we know all things work together for the good. Turn the work together. The good to those who love God. He has word on your lips. To those who are called. Meditate on your According to his purpose, purpose. It's his purpose, not mine. And we know all things work together for the good. The good. And we know all things work together for the good. The good. To those who love God. To those who are called According to his purpose Purpose It's his purpose Not it is day 53 of our 90-day challenge, and we are almost done with the Old Testament. Welcome, everybody, to this particular time of prayer, purpose, and clarity. Today's topic is what to do when purpose stalls, and we're coming from Zechariah, the fourth chapter, the first through the seventh verse. For my note takers, what to do when purpose stalls, Zechariah, the fourth chapter, the first through the seventh verse. Then the angel who talked with me returned and woke me up like someone awakened from sleep. He asked me, what do you see? I answered, I see a solid gold lamp stand with a bowl at the top and seven lamps on it with seven channels to the lamps. Also, there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other is on its left. I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? He answered, do you not know what these are? No, no, my Lord, I replied. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. What are you, mighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. Then he will bring out the capstone to shouts of God bless it, God bless it. That ends our reading for today. And I'm going to reiterate over and over again some of these principles because now I know that sometimes comprehension happens by repetition. Write that down. Comprehension happens by repetition. Today, our thought is what to do when purpose stalls. But before I give you some history around this text, I want us to go right back to the first verse and look again. The angel who talked with me returned and woke me up like someone awakened from sleep. The first point I want you to receive and declare is God is waking me up. I believe that this purpose in 66 curriculum was trusted to me from the mind of God because too many of his kingdom citizens were settling for normal. We have been from year to year, season to season, living our lives in the coma of normalcy, pretending that the subtotal of our life is contingent and connected to a house, a car, two kids, and a dog. 
But do not confuse the will of God with the American dream. God is waking you up. For the last few years, your life has lived itself on snooze. You have been on autopilot. You have been in neutral. You have been in cruise control, but God is putting an agitation and a frustration inside of your spirit and screaming, wake up. Number one, God is waking you up from your sleep. You know, there is a sleep that isn't rest. It's a sleep that after taking melatonin or perhaps after having a glass of wine that you can sleep through the night. You don't budge. Have you ever been so asleep that when you woke up, you looked around and said, now, where am I? You didn't recognize the bed. You didn't know if you were in your home or in another city. That is the sleep that the enemy has been using to succeed at stalling your purpose. But the Lord wants you to know today is the day for you to wake up. These last 50 some odd days, I've been implanting frustration. I've been opening your eyes so you can see what you've been praying about. You have to wake up. But I love also that it was an angel that spoke to Zechariah because number two, here's point number two, you are God's anonymous angel. The Bible talks about in Hebrews being careful not to overlook those that we consider strangers because we may in fact be entertaining angels unaware when you wake up, you become an angelic assignment commissioned to the world to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ through your specific high calling. You are God's angel. The same way that there are angels dispatched over us that overlook and ensure our safety, God puts within you an angelic responsibility to communicate to people like Zechariah the word of the Lord. Have you ever considered that you are the angel? that is helping the job succeed, that you are God's trusted anonymous messenger to communicate life to the prophets of this world, that God is using you as an angel in disguise to communicate his heavenly enterprise. And he asks, what do you see? This question is so similar to Jeremiah, my favorite Old Testament biblical prophet. He asks, what do you see? Because sometimes the word of the Lord is not said, it is seen. And I want you to take seriously, like we said with Habakkuk, like we said with Jeremiah, that what you see right now is not superstition. What you see right now is not bad luck. What you see right now is a problem. And your purpose is an answer to that problem. Write down what you see. Zechariah then answers, I see gold lampstands with bowls at the top and seven lamps on it with seven channels to the lamps. They go on to talk about these things, but what I love the most is that Zechariah doesn't pretend to know it all. And I need you to write down point number three. I don't know it all. He says in verse four, what are these, my Lord? The angel says, you don't know what these are? And then he says, no. I wonder how many of us can't access our assignment, cannot access purpose, cannot understand calling because we're pretending to know it all. We're trying to be masters of everything. And we have to enter this season as a student. I don't care how old you are. Enter this student, enter this season as a student and be prepared for God to give you instruction. It is when we are willing to say, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I haven't read that book. I don't know that preacher. I don't know that researcher that God can actually give clarity. Every single time someone said, I don't know in scripture, God then infused them with the knowledge necessary. So maybe the difference between your knowing and your not knowing is you admitting that you don't have all the answers. He goes on to then explain 
why this particular angelic visit was necessary. This word is actually for Zerubbabel. And the declaration is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. Now, just yesterday, we talked about Zerubbabel being a governor. We talked about Zechariah being the carrier. You are a carrier to the governor to bring the word of the Lord, an angelic presence to them who feel like they have been disqualified. And what God is saying to Zechariah to say to Zerubbabel cannot be missed. It's not your power as a governor. It's not your might. It is my spirit. What he's saying through Zerubbabel to us is that it is not your degrees on the wall. It is not your sophistication. It is not your eloquence, your pedigree, your social media following. It is my spirit because there are some things that I want to do by my spirit alone. And I want to prophesy to you this next point. Success is coming by his spirit. You don't need their signature. You need his spirit. You don't need their endorsement. You need his spirit. You don't need their loan. You need his spirit. You don't need a copay. You need his spirit. You don't need a co-signer. You need his spirit. So how do I get his spirit? I must get in the spirit. I must dedicate time for concentrated consecration because most of us are going to master classes. We are going to learning universities or research centers. We are getting various degrees and all of those things are great, but it is his spirit that opens the door. Do not forget that because that is extremely important. Don't forget that Zerubbabel was the civic leader that he had the responsibility of rebuilding. And I think that what is important for us to emphasize is that the words not by might nor by power were not just random, they, not, they were not just cliche. When you use the word might, that focuses on collective strength. And many of us have been trying to ask God for a team so that we can have the might to do whatever it's necessary for us to do. God's saying, yeah, build the team, but don't worship the team. Build the team, but don't worship the team. Build the people, but don't worship the people because this thing is not going to happen by the collective. It's going to happen by my spirit. The second word, power, deals with individual strength that many of us are trying to proclaim purpose because of what we do well. And God's like, no, this time, this is all me. And today I want you to receive that this next season is all God. So Sean, what do I do when purpose stalls? What I do is I pull back to remember and recall this one thing to my mind, that it is the Lord's faithfulness, not my fickleness, that allows me the opportunity to do purpose with his endorsement. The second thing that I need to learn to do when I am stalled is get into a space of concentrated consecration. The third thing that I do, I position myself to be God's angelic host, communicating the word of the Lord to people who feel so far. Today, you're stalled for a purpose. This is not a delay. This is divine. So that as you move into your next, you will have everything you need to succeed because God is your strength. Day 53 of our 90 day challenge. And this is a popular verse, but I don't know that this is a popular book. I don't know how many people have preached from the book of Zechariah, but Zechariah is a minor prophet with a major word. The key scripture is one that I think we've heard in songs, but not necessarily in ideas around purpose or in sermons or not necessarily in sermons around purpose. Here's what the scripture says, not by might, nor by power, 
but by my spirit, says the Lord. Who are you, great mountain? You see, this word was given to Zerubbabel. He was a civic leader responsible for rebuilding the temple. Said shorter, he was busy. And in the middle of his busyness, purpose stalled. What do you do when purpose stalls? When you start out excited and now you're stalling. When the transmission of inventions and creativity stalls. When the oil needs to be changed and you don't know if your ignition is going to actually go forth. Stalls. The word to Zerubbabel is the same word that God wants to give you. This is not going to happen by might. Might in the Old Testament spoke to collective strength. It's not happening because of might. It's happening because of the spirit. And this is not happening because of power. Power speaks to individual strength. And what God often does is he says, I will create a need for my spirit by allowing everything that you depended on to dissipate. And what we see is that same spirit, that Ruah, that part of the Red Sea is the same spirit that will bring you from the red to the black. That same spirit that will give you an invention in your dreams that will change your life. Today, the answer to the question, what does one do when purpose stalls, is very simple. Put stock in the spirit. You remember Monopoly, how we had Broadway and Park Place. When I owned that property, I didn't worry about losing because I knew that my stock brought success. God is saying to you, builder, to you, engineer, to you, doctor, to you, CEO, CFO, dreamer, put stock in my spirit. Not by might, not by power, by your spirit, God. Spirit God, not by might, not by power, by your Spirit God, send your Spirit Come to us, 
Spirit God, send your spirit God. 